bringing you news from LaPorte to Lagrange counties and Interstate 94 to US 24. This is Newsbeat Machina, your podcast of news and community information. Good evening, Newsbeat Missiana. It's your friend Rachel, TGIF. On August 26, 2022, not a bad day today. Work went by fast. Who has what plans for the weekend? Leave us some comments and let us know if you're going to any festivals. Maybe we could pop up over there and do some interviews or meet you or anything. So, if you'd like to meet any of us, uh, let us know where you're going to be at. If you're going to have a booth somewhere, chime in and tell us. Um, Anyways, well, hope everyone has a fabulous weekend and let's just get straight into the news. I got a neat story for you out of Niles, Michigan. Uh, a long vacant history Berrien County building is coming back to life to bring laughter to Southwest Michigan. The old Niles Carnegie library has been purchased for a hundred dollars and new owners, Sheila and Carl Coble have plans to transform the building into a comedy club and speaking easy lounge. The city of Niles approved the purchase on Monday's city council, council meeting. Sorry. I had a hard time spitting that out. Um, the library was built in 1904, but has not been a library for more than 50 years. The Niles Chamber of Commerce used the building for decades, but it has unoccupied since 2017 and has a host of issues that go along with its age. Quote, when we first went in, we looked at it and immediately wanted to walk around out because the lower level is below ground, Coble said. The walls had a surface mold or mildew on them, and I was like, I have no desire for this whatsoever. But once the Coble saw the rest of the building, they saw a place that could fit into their vision. There is, however, a lot of work to be done. So look forward to a speakeasy lounge and Niles at the old Carnegie Library. That sounds pretty interesting. Might have to check that out. Michiana. We have another great story to share with you. This comes from Elkhart Community Schools. Last weekend, one of our recent graduates was present was presented with a free car donated by two generous community members. Barb Coles, relationship manager at Key Bank, decided it was time to upgrade her car but with a lot of life still left in her current car. She wanted to see it go to good use. She teamed up with Nate Roll from Rock Auctioneers and Real Estate and decided to donate it to a student in Elkhart High School's JAG program. According to Barb, dependable transportation could and change the trajectory of a student's life. It is my hope that the JAG students we impact may be inspired to do the same in the future when they are able. Students in the JAG program were presented with the opportunity and asked to write a letter about how they would use a car if given one. Yesenia Avalos, an EHS class of 2002 graduate and JAG participant, rose to the challenge and shared what it meant to her to receive a car. 
quote, Receiving this car means a lot because it will help me with transportation now and in the future. I work two jobs, one in Elkhart and one in Goshen. I also just started training to become a phlebotomist with the Red Cross and some of that training is in Fort Wayne. Before getting this car, I had to rely on people to take me to both jobs. Now I have reliable transportation that I can use to go to Fort Wayne for my training. Uh, Congratulations to Yesenia and thank you to Barb and Nate for this incredible donation. About the JAG program, Jobs for America's graduates assist students in learning and demand employability skills and provides a bridge to college and career advancement opportunities. Through JAG, students develop leadership skills, opportunities to network with colleges and employers, and receive one-on-one assistance from their JAG specialist. JAG is a three-year commitment. The student enters as a junior, continues with this coursework as a senior, and is provided with 12 months of post-graduation support as a transition into adulthood. So congratulations, and that was like a really selfless thing to do for Barb. Thank you so much. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Victims of recent flooding in eastern Kentucky will receive some $45 million from FEMA to begin rebuilding. SOAR, or Shaping Our Appalachian Region, is a nonprofit focused on economic development. CEO Joshua Ball says running a small business is challenging enough under normal circumstances. The weight of trying to make payroll every two weeks and now having a flood. We just wanted to be there so that we can listen to those impacted and get them the resources. Seven nonprofits and the Small Business Administration have opened up local business recovery centers. Ball hopes to get money into the community quickly. It is tough. Recovery is just not cleaning up the mud and wiping down the walls. But we always come together. We always roll our sleeves up. We always bounce back. Agricultural work has its own dangers. Severe heat waves have added to the risks and fatalities, which have doubled since the early 1990s. Xander Brown has more. Emory University researchers have found that long-term exposure to extreme heat can lead to chronic dehydration and acute kidney injury in farm workers. Heat-related deaths in rural areas are also compounded due to a scarcity of healthcare facilities. We know that farm workers have much higher rates of fatality than any other industry. Julie Fulcher with Public Citizen adds the risks aren't unique to agriculture. Outdoor laborers in construction, utilities, and first responders, including EMTs and firefighters, will also be more heavily impacted by breakdowns in infrastructure from rising temperatures, like melted highways. The heat is creating a problem, and then we've now got these workers having to go out in the heat and deal with it, and often at high speed. Fulcher says federal legislation to give workers more protection is stalled, and new rules from OSHA typically take years to enact. So far, OSHA has not responded to Public Citizen and other groups calling for emergency standards. I'm Xander Brown. Gardeners, cooks, and small farmers relied on canneries for decades, and there are signs of a slow rebirth. At Virginia's Food Works, infrastructure upgrades allow the daily production of 2,000 glass jars of food from home growers and small businesses. Director Hannah Evans says visitors always ask the same question. My wife and I used to go to these municipal canning facilities all the time and can up our goods, and I just wonder what happened to them. After World War II, the U.S. had nearly 4,000 public canneries to help families preserve produce from their victory gardens, promoted to counter wartime shortages. 
only a handful remain, and Evans says the funding her nonprofit receives from Prince Edwards County is critical. That to us shows their commitment that they want us to stick around and that they want this to be a part of the community for a long time to come. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. I have another announcement for you race fans. This is from Angola Motorsport Speedway, reminding all race fans, drivers and teams, due to the continued phone line issues, Coming into the track, AMS will not be able to complete any debit card transactions until further notice. This remains in effect 827.22. Calls to the track are currently being forwarded to a cell answering service. Please visit your area bank or ATM prior to arrival so you can bring cash. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. Again, Angola Motorsport Speedway. A tough time talking today. Angola Motorsport Speedway, their lines are down. You can't call them and they can't do any debit card transactions. So keep that in mind when you go up there to race. Happy Friday. Welcome to Happy and Whole in Him. I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. We've been considering the Holy Spirit and how He joins us to our dear Lord Jesus. And I wanted to end this week on a high note with the glorious reality that we belong to God's family. Jesus wants you to take in what He said in John 14, 23, that for those who love Him and obey Him, He and the Father will come and make their home with them, with you, because you are family. The moment you trusted in Jesus, not only were you forgiven and given a new heart, but you became family. This is hard to believe, right? Well, the Spirit was given to testify to this happy reality. In Romans 8, 15 to 17, we hear, The Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are God's children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. This here is the apex, the highest glory. You can call, cry out to the Creator of the cosmos, Abba, Father. You may have heard the biblical principle that when two or more agree, well, the Spirit comes alongside us and testifies with us, with our spirit, that we are not who we once were. We belong to God. We receive the same Spirit that descended on Jesus in His baptism, at which point we heard the Father say, This is my Son, whom I love. With Him I am well pleased. Let me ask you, Do you take in that reality that the Father is looking down, well pleased with you, pronouncing the same thing? Now, if you struggle with that, this may be because you're looking at your failures. You look at yourself and say, I'm not that good at the things I try to do and be. I failed at this, and I failed at that, and now I have this staring at me. And it is right at this point, the Holy Spirit comes along. And you know what he doesn't do? He 
He doesn't push us aside and say, move over. You failed again. I got this. You know, that's what we might do, but not the Spirit of Christ. Remember how we talked about how Jesus left us bodily, but his heart remains here on earth with us because he sent the Spirit. The Spirit comes to us, gentle and lowly like Jesus. He comes to those weary and burdened, and he looks to be yoked with us. The Spirit says, I see you're struggling here. Let me help. We can do this together. That's why Paul, right after, gives an illustration of how the Spirit does this. In verse 26 of chapter 8 of Romans, he says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Have you ever looked at all your mess, all your junk, a horrible day, and you look up to God and you don't even know what to say? Ever been there? And the Spirit sees you in this moment, in your weakness, and he says, let me come alongside you in this. You simply hold out this mess to God and I'll do the groaning for you. Do you see what a friend we have in the Spirit? And I want to make one more point. The struggles you have in life as you seek to live to love God, the groans you make with the Spirit as you wander in the wilderness, these are not a sign of your having a problem. Quite the opposite. This is evidence we're sharing in Christ's suffering. Our privilege as God's children is perhaps not most evident when we're on the mountaintop, but rather when we are in the valley. This is why you can smile when the trials of life come. You're taking up your cross like Jesus did on the way to glory for the joy set before him. And one day you will get to look at the family photo album. And as you look at your life year after year, you're going to see something stunning. Each year, as you matured in faith and hope through the trials, more and more and more, you began to take on the likeness of Jesus Christ, the beloved Son. So when the next trial comes, remember who you are and who you belong to. And smile, because that may cause your neighbor to see Jesus, and there's no greater joy or privilege than reflecting our big brother. Let's pray. What manner of love is this, Heavenly Father, that we should be called your children, and such we are. Forgive us for the times we fail to appreciate that our future is secure. We are forever forgiven and forever adopted that very moment we first trusted in Jesus. Please help us to purify ourselves as we hope in him that we may shine his glory in 2020. Amen. A federal court forces a Christian college to house men in women's dormitories. The ruling will affect other Christian schools as well. This is truth itself. A federal court ruled that Christian universities do not have the right to house students in dorms that align with their biological sex. Following a Biden executive order, the Department of Housing and Urban Development issued a directive ordering that protections to prevent sex-based discrimination must be expanded to include sexual identity and gender orientation in order to comply with the Fair Housing Act. The College of the Ozarks challenged the order in a lawsuit in 2021. 
The Alliance Defending Freedom defended the Christian College in the case. ADF argued that the order violated the school's religious liberty by forcing the college to open their dormitories, including dorm rooms and shared shower spaces, to members of the opposite sex. In a July 27th ruling, the court decided that the college lacked standing to sue and tossed the case. ADF senior counsel Matt Bowman told Campus Reform, While we are disappointed about the decision, we will continue to advocate for College of the Ozarks' freedom to operate and educate students consistent with its faith-based mission. He added, College of the Ozarks will continue to follow that mission and serve its students well. The Christian College's mission statement affirms that the school exists to develop citizens of Christ-like character who are well-educated, hardworking, and patriotic. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where the ministry of Dr. Woodrow Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. The goal this year is to train 3,000 untrained pastors using Dr. Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training, translated in the language these pastors speak. Learn more at trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. Hey, all you space fans, I got an announcement for you that you're going to love. Let me get there. I lost my page. What time is NASA's Artemis 1 moon, la- moon mission launch? Artemis 1 mission will launch on the first space launch system rocket and its Orion spacecraft on Monday, August 29th. Uh, they're saying that there is several factors, depends on exactly when it lifts off. The first uncrewed test flight of NASA's Artemis program to return astronauts to the moon is currently scheduled to lift off from pad 39B of the Kennedy Space Station in Cape Canaveral on Monday, August 29th. Liftoff is currently scheduled for 8.33 a.m. Eastern Time, weather permitting, you can watch the launch live online on Monday starting at 6.30 a.m. Courtesy of NASA TV. You want to check out the rocket that's going to go to the moon? Go ahead and tune on in. That sounds interesting to me. Hey folks, before we wrap it up tonight, I just wanted you to bring the weird facts to you. And I lost it. Oh, here we go. The weird fact of tonight from Parade.com. Before 1687, clocks were made with only an hour hand. There was no minute hand and no seconds. Or maybe there was seconds. Maybe it still ticked the same. They just didn't have the minutes on there. Who knows? We'll have to look that up. Anyways, I have my little granddaughter here with me tonight. And we would both like to say, ready? One, two, three. Good night. Say good night. <laughs> this concludes this edition of Newsbeat Michiana. We will be back tomorrow with fresh news. For more community news, listen to Sylvia Stark's podcast Michiana 101 available on our Anchor podcast channel page and other podcast platforms. Until next time remember Jesus loves you and is always available to talk to via prayer. This has been a production of News Source 1 Michiana. News Source 1 Michiana. Elkhart, South Bend.